Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. You know, in our never-ending I Work For Him desire to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to challenge you the way you think about faith and work, today we're going to do a monologue. I don't do this very often. I always have guests in the office or in the, in the studio, or I've got Martha by my side. And today just worked out where I wanted to do a 2014 retrospect and a 2015 introspect, looking back at what happened in 2014 in your own life and looking forward to what's left of 2015. And we're just going to talk about it today, but I wanted, and I say that we're already, there's only 357 days left of the year. We're already moving into this. And so I wanted to just, just challenge you. We need to spend some time thinking about where we are at and how God is moving and what's going on. And I say this, I want to read you a passage of Scripture today. And this is one that I love reading this in the NIV, but you can't get the NIV online anymore, the 1984 NIV. And I love the way it's said there. But this is from the message, which is a paraphrase, but I love the way it says. But this is why we should plan, but not set out every step, but to at least think about things. Has any Luke 12, 27 through 34. Has anyone by fussing before a mirror ever gotten taller by so much as an inch? If fussing can't even do that, why fuss at all? 
Walk into the fields and look at the wildflowers. They don't fuss with their appearance, but have you ever seen color and design quite like it? The 10 best dr- the ten best dressed men and the 10 best dressed women in the country look shabby alongside them. If God gives such attention to the wildflowers, most of them never even seen because they're sitting out there in the wild, don't you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, not be so preoccupied with getting so that you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things. But you know both God and how he works. Steep yourself in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Don't be afraid of missing out. You're my dearest friends. The Father wants to give you the very kingdom himself, itself. Be generous. Give to the poor. Get yourselves a bank that can't go bankrupt. A bank in heaven far from bank robbers, safe from embezzlers. A bank you can bank on. It's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is, is the place where you will most want to be and end up being. That's the book of Luke, chapter 12, 27 through 34. Those are the words of Jesus. And really, I, I wanted, that's a, that's a retrospect. As we look back at 2014 and we consider, how do we spend our time? How did we, you know, how did we waste our time? Did we get accomplished in 2014 what we wanted to get accomplished? You know, a lot of times, you know, we spend New Year's Eve celebrating with family and with friends. And and again, my wife, Martha, said I'd make sure I let this know. I, this show was intentionally going to be, it was going to be intended on Monday. But the CBMC guys were able to get in on Monday and they had a special guest. Uh, Mike was with us. And so we moved, we switched the shows around just as an explanation. And, and if you wonder, hey, Jim, you seem a little mellower today. You know, that's what retrospection does to me. That's what introspection does to me. When I look at the past and, and think of all the things I wanted to accomplish, then I look at the future and I start to set goals down. It, it makes me contemplative and somewhat quiet. And also there's nobody in the studio, in the room with me, on the air with me to help energize me and know I had no caffeine today. So it's a little bit different. But I, I promise not to drone on. I do invite you to call into the studio line today and share about the goals that you're setting forth for yourself in 2015. You can call into the studio line at 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929, or you can text me during the show at 727-487-9863, 727-487-9863. And if you ever wonder about those phone numbers, Martha always has them posted on our Facebook page so they're easy to grab. They're also on the I Work For Him page so that you can look up those numbers so you can have them programmed into your phone and participate. We're always giving away something on the show, a book we're highlighting or something like that, or a gift card to Karis Christian Books and Gifts. But sometimes I invite you to call in, and it's good to have that number already programmed in because if you're in traffic, it's tough to write down those numbers, 855-265-2929, or text us at 727-487-9863. All right, so let's take a look back at 2014. And for me, you know, it was it was a different kind of year. You know, it was a year where, you know, I had never, ever, well, let me just take a drink before it, no, I'm drinking water. Sorry, apparently Chick-fil-A lemonade is uh, a lot like drinking Coke. It dries you out. I don't know. I love Chick-fil-A, 
and would love to have them as a sponsor of this show, but I will no longer drink Chick-fil-A lemonade or two glasses of it before my show. All right, taking a look back at 2014. You know, never in my life did I ever anticipate that I'd be quitting my job and that I'd be going full-time on the radio. But I really believe with all of my heart that God spoke directly to Deborah Roseman, the general manager and the owner of WTIS, back in 2013 when she said, Jim, you need to talk about workplace ministry on the radio. And so middle of last year, we went from being on one day a week to three days a week, to four days a week, to five days a week in October. Never did I expect that. Never was it on my goal list. Never was it. I mean, I never even thought about that. But it was pretty cool and quite a step of faith because when you look at radio, radio costs money. And I'm still looking for great sponsors for my show to keep the I Work For Him program on forever. Uh, But it was a step of faith. I really felt like God was saying, you need to go all in and do this. So I quit my job and I went on the radio. That was fantastic. It's been a great, when I'm on the radio, I feel God's pleasure. Just like in the chariots of fire, the God said, Hey, the guy said, when, when I run, I feel, I feel God's pleasure. I feel that on the radio too, because people need to hear that everything that they do is important to God, that everything where you work and what you do in your job, whether you're digging ditches, folding laundry, uh, changing diapers, uh, burping babies or managing a million people. God really cares about what you do, whether you're an attorney, an insurance agent, an accountant, a CP, or a financial planner, a mechanic. He really cares what you do. And the very, the, the very things that you do each and every day, they matter to God. And by doing them well, you give glory to God. And that's what this show is all about, helping you recognize your workplace as your mission field. And that's been fun, going five days a week. Quitting my job, that was freaky. When you quit a job that pays well, to go do something that doesn't pay that was freaky, but God is so faithful. I, I will tell you, as I as I shared with Martha when I quit my job, I said, honey, don't worry. I've got money in the bank to pay for the show for the next 90 days, and I'm sure by then I'll have all the sponsors I need and we'll be ready to roll. So we are now six months into that uh, since I quit my job, and we don't have all the sponsors we need, but every month... God has provided enough for the radio for the next month through jobs that I'm doing, consulting that I'm doing, mentoring that I'm doing. Uh, it's been unbelievable uh, that every month we have just enough money to pay for the next month of radio. It doesn't mean we don't want more sponsors because we really would love to get business referral partners as part of the I Work For Him program that that I can help grow your business. That's what I want to do. I want to work with people I believe in that I use, and I want to give them a chance to grow their business here on the radio because we have, we've got hundreds, if not thousands of people listening every day to the show. But in the month of November, we had 4,000 people download archive shows. And by the end of January, we'll have all of our shows on podcasts. Okay, we're moving back to 2014 retrospect for me. I had the opportunity to read 66 books. 58 of them, and I just recounted last night, so if there's people listening that heard me say 57 before, 58 of them were serious books, most of them about workplace ministry and marriage, and eight of them for fun. I have to ration my fun books because I could read fiction all day long. Christian fiction, I love it. There's an unlimited amount, and when your wife runs a bookstore, there's an amazing amount of books that you can read. But I got to read a lot of great books. I got to read a lot of very good books, and you know about them because when I read a great book, I get the author on the air. Like yesterday with Darren Shearer, Marketing Like Jesus. It was a great book. 
All right. I got to read. I read the Bible different last year than I'd ever read it before. I got to read the Bible chronologically. And that's what the, our book highlight today is going to be about the Bible being chronological. But Martha got me a one year Bible that was chronological and it laid it out all in order of how it was written and how the events played out. And it opened up my eyes to the Old Testament, and the New Testament, like I'd never seen it before. I loved it. And I've read my Bible over 30 times. I got to pray more. I got this funny thing, and I'm going to share this with you because I don't get a chance to be transparent and vulnerable on the radio very often because I always have a guest in here. But in 2009, I lost a job during the Great Recession. And in that job, I got up every day at 6 o'clock, and I got in my car at 626 and, and at the beach, and I headed to Orlando, and I drove 89 miles each way. And But I, I, I did my prayer time. My life was revolutionized by the prayer time I got in my car. And uh, what's funny is when I lost my job in 2009, the Lord didn't stop waking me up at 6 o'clock. I never set an alarm. Never set an alarm. Unless I have to get up earlier than 6 o'clock because the Lord wakes me up every day at 6, sometime right around 6 o'clock, so that we can talk. So that I can read my Bible, I can do my journaling, and I can pray. And it's amazing. Every day. I never have to set my alarm on a weekday. Never, ever, ever. It's amazing. And so I got a lot more prayer time. I got to be a lot more obedient in getting up. And I stopped arguing with the Lord about, I'm not getting up. I'm too tired. I just decided to get up. But I did. I spent more time journaling. I journal a lot in college, but this has been different kind of journaling. I learned because of identity and destiny, which you guys heard a lot about during the New Year's week. I learned how to prayer journal. We're, we're right write my prayers to God. And that was really, really cool. I got to exercise more last year. It doesn't mean I'm skinny and it doesn't mean I'm fit, but I got to exercise more last year. Martha and I did more walking. We did more biking and I played a lot more racquetball. And and Dave Cruz, who's one of my new sponsors, I had to beat him enough on the racquetball court so he could be one of my sponsors on the show. Um, I made a lot less money, but I never was without. And that was really, really cool. As I look back at it, I got to see God provide in ways like he provided for the Israelites. Things that just didn't make sense. My bills were paid, and it just didn't make sense. I learned to trust in the big things and the small things of the Lord. I got an opportunity to trust Him with some really big things, and that was really, really cool. I had two kids graduate from college this last year. That was awesome. And they both graduated debt-free with cars that are paid for. Praise the Lord. Uh, Joshua and Sarah did a great job. It was fantastic. I got to make some new friends. And what's amazing is I got to make some new friends because of this show. I I got to uh, interview some authors and some ministry leaders, and and they've really taken on as encouragers for me because this job is tough. And I love that. I got to challenge hundreds and thousands of listeners in 2014 to look at their workplace like they've never looked at it before. And that was perhaps the highlight of the year for me. I learned better how to serve my crockpot God. And you may go, Jim, what are you talking about? Your crockpot God. And I'm like, hey, we live in a microwave world. This was a quote by Buck Jacobs. We live in a microwave world, but we serve a crockpot God. God doesn't work. Press a button, a minute and a half later, it's hot. That's not how he works. You put it in, and eight or nine hours later, you get it back. It's it's just amazing. So, you know, God, and you put that in months, you put it in, you say, Lord, I really like a, to have a new job in a year. And he says, well, you know what? You got some things to learn. We'll talk about it in three years. Listen, when we come back after the break, I really want to talk to you about a really cool way to look at setting up your goals for 2015. Because what I did was I got a, 
Oh, yeah, Martha's reminding me. I also, actually, I got to, I got to gain a daughter-in-law last year, but technically I gained her at the end of 2013, but I got to enjoy her in 2014 as Joshua and Amelia got married. That was really cool. Uh, and, of course, I got to spend more time with my grandchildren and, and my daughter in Minnesota's family last year. That was fantastic. I got to see them both in March and in December. That was great. So when I come back, I want to give you a great new method on how to set up goals for this year and how to celebrate setting up goals. Not ridiculous things like I'm going to work out every day and lose 80 pounds. Not stuff like that. Important things. That's what we're going to talk about next. Proverbs 19.2. It is dangerous to have zeal without knowledge, and the one who acts hastily makes poor choices. When new projects come along, we may get excited and start to work with great enthusiasm. Finishing projects with the same gusto, though, is often a different story. Once the novelty wears off, we must discipline ourselves to continue until completion. Even when fatigue sets in and other, newer projects arise, we must resist the temptation to set aside our current, unfinished work and stay on task until the job at hand is done. Customers expect a complete job, and they won't be satisfied with anything less. Plan well, work diligently, and complete each job to the last detail, and satisfied customers will come back for more. Proverbs 19.2. It is dangerous to have zeal without knowledge, and the one who acts hastily makes poor choices. Proverbs 19.2. I spent the first half doing a, a retrospect, just so you could get a feel for it. Hey, who is Jim Brangenberg, and what are the things that are important to him? What are the things that I set up as goals for myself? But I wanted to challenge you in a way that I never was challenged before in in setting up your goals for 2015. You know, a lot of us make New Year's resolutions. I'm not talking about that garbage. Because New Year's resolutions, it's already day eight of the new year. How many of you have broken your New Year's resolutions? Raise your hand if you've broken it. That's right. They've all everybody's raising their hands, saying they've they they absolutely broke their New Year's resolution already. I, I don't know. I'd love to hear from my son. He and his wife, in their genius knowledge, said they were going to give up sugar for the entire year of 2015. And on January the third, they were craving milkshakes, Oreos, pop, bread, all of those things. It was you know I, I couldn't do it. But I'm talking about setting up goals, things that God would would really want you to do in your life. And I learned this. I got to give credit where credit is deserved. I had Lori Hoffman with the Pocket Testament League on back in early December, I believe. might have been late November. And she shared that when she sets up her goals, she writes a letter to herself and says, Dear Lori. Well, I'm gonna just, let me just do it. I'll do it in this context. Dear Jim. It's December 31st, 2015. What an incredible year it has been. And then to go list all the things that I've accomplished in 2015 and thank the Lord for those things. And those things that I'm celebrating in my letter that I write now, but it's dated 1231, those are my goals. And so here's, as you contemplate, and and I I, I just... I can't challenge you enough. Just sit back, shut up, turn the music off, turn the cell phone off, turn the TV off, and be quiet and ask the Lord, Lord, what's my assignment for this year? What would you like me to accomplish? What are some things in my own life that you'd like me to do? And maybe I shouldn't be so bold and tell you to be quiet like that, but a lot of us really struggle with quiet. Just like that, that that one second that I just was quiet on the radio, and now people are going to go, Jim, we're not supposed to have dead air time. But we need to have more dead air time in our quiet time with our Lord. We're constantly praying, but are we ever listening? 
That's really what's important is the listening part. It's good for us to pray our heart and to share our heart with the Lord, but it's really important to hear his heart. All right, so here's what I did. In writing my letter that's going to be dated 12-31-15, that's right, December 31st, 2015, here's the goals that I've set up for myself for this year. I'm going to put them in a letter form, and I don't have the letter written out just yet, so yes, do as I say, not as I do. But here's here's the goals that I I set up for myself this year. I, I, I set them up in four different categories, physical goals, personal goals, spiritual goals, and professional goals. And we should all do that, because we all have physical bodies, we all have personal bodies, uh, we all have spiritual bodies, and we all have professions of one sort or another. It doesn't matter. If you're an at-home mom, that's the hardest profession of all. Don't say, well, I don't have a job. Good grief. I wouldn't trade my job for your job. So please look at your job very seriously. Okay, so physical goals. My goal this year, I'm going to try to exercise three days a week. I'm not going to say what I'm going to do, but I'm going to try to be active three days a week. I haven't succeeded just yet. I've I'm, I'm only exercised one day this week, and I rode my bike. I, I got to get caught up. All right. I'm going to try not eating gluten for a month just to see if that's why I have so many issues. Maybe that's why my hair fell out of my head. I don't know. I'm going to try not eating gluten for a month and just see if that makes a difference. Everybody says, hey, you ought to go gluten-free. Maybe you won't have so many aches and pains. I know. I'm only 48. I shouldn't have aches and pains. Yeah, but do you know what gluten's in? Everything. But hamburger. That's right. Okay. I'm going to give up Mountain Dew for a month. I haven't decided what month I'm going to do, but I'm going to give up Mountain Dew, and I'll warn all of you because it could be like going, I don't know, it could be a bad month. I'm going to try to stretch more because I'm always tight, and it's because I'm kind of intense. And I'm going to try to eliminate most desserts so that I don't have indigestion anymore. Not all desserts, but most of them. Okay. All right. And and try not to eat any of them after dinner. All right. But my personal goals here, I want to learn... To re- most, that's right, most desserts. Uh, not all of them. I love ice cream bars, Ivan. Ivan's asking me, what, what's most mean? I, I, I like ice cream bars, and occasionally I like chocolate, and other things. Okay, really dessert for me is the Mountain Dew. Okay, I want to learn this year how to treat my wife with the kind of gentleness that's described as one of the fruits of the Spirit. Because I'm not really good at that. And I'm really not good at words of affirmation. I'm good at acts of service, which is one of her love languages. But I'm gonna, I've am gonna. i got to learn to really focus on words of affirmation with my wife. Something i got to do. And so if you hear me on the line, on the air, not being uh, uh, nice to my wife or not giving her enough words of affirmation, just you can call into the show. I'm going to try to keep my priorities a priority. And my priorities are God number one. Remember, we had a show about this. God number one. My wife number two. My children number three. And they're almost out and gone, but I've got children, and i got grandchildren. So, And then number four is my work and my ministry. All right, so I'm going to try to keep my priorities in priority. <laughs> okay, I'm going to put parameters around my day so that work has a start and an end. I tend to work about 15 hours a day. And when you do radio and you don't get off until 6 o'clock, it makes it difficult. But I'm going to try to put parameters in my work and stop working. I'm going to try to get my days done to 10-hour work days. I'm going to try to watch less TV on Netflix. I don't have cable. I gave that up years ago because it was a waste of time and money. But I'm going to try to watch less Netflix. Some people will go, really? I watched everything on Netflix there is. That means you watch too much television. All right, my spiritual goals. I realized this about myself. Jim, you've read your Bible 30 times. You know your Old Testament pretty well. You know the prophets okay. You know the Gospels pretty well. You know Acts 
pretty pretty well. But the books of Paul, from Romans to Revelation, the books of James and John and uh, Paul and Peter, and whoever wrote Hebrews, whoever wants to take credit for it, I'm not really good at those. You can't, I, you can't give me a verse and I can say, this is exactly where it is. So I decided this year, instead of reading my Bible through, which by the way, we're giving away a $15 gift card to Kara's Christian Books and Gifts so that you can get a chronological uh, New Living Translation Bible. Call into the studio line. Win this, win this gift card. Get a Bible. The chronological Bible was amazing. 855-265-2929. All right, my friends are texting me, telling me not to give up in Mountain Dew. I, 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 I'm not going to, I'm just going to try it for a month, but I'll tell everybody when I start. All right, so... I'm going to read Romans through Revolution. Revolution. I'm going to read. That's a TV show on Netflix. I'm going to read Romans through Revelation four times this year. Two chapters a day so that I've read everything four times because I need to get better understanding of where stuff is in the New Testament. And as I told you earlier, God wakes me up at six o'clock every day. I'm not going to argue with him anymore. When I wake up at six o'clock, I'm going to get out of bed and I'm going to spend my quiet time with my Lord because he spent enough time getting me up. And waking me up, and I look at the clock, and it's always like 5.59 or 6.01. So I get to get up, spend my time on my quiet, read my Bible, journal, pray. And, and I'm going to continue discipling people. I disciple four or five people. It is one of the most, it's powerful to disciple somebody. And really, that just means pour my life into people. And, and as I pour my life into you on the, on the air, I just don't know you. But I have, other, I have other guys, I have five guys that I pour my life into. Those are people I know. It, it's it's the most power. It's the thing that feeds me more than anything. If you're not discipling somebody and you're a Christ follower, that's something you need to try. It's incredible. All right. My professional goals for this year, I'm going to try to get, I work for him to the next level, spend more time perfecting the trade, making the show more enjoyable for you, more challenging for you, but also get it to be a, a show that actually pays for itself and maybe even becomes a job for me. That would be fantastic. I just need good quality businesses that we can trust to get out there, the message out to thousands of people all over Tampa Bay. You know, and we're going to get I Work For Him podcasted every day. That's something that's already in the works. I'm already working on that one. And I'm planning on taking business his way, which has just been one group of 12 people the last 17 months. And my goal is to open up a, a business his way group in Tampa and a business his way group in North Pinellas and potentially a business his way group in Sarasota, Bradenton area so that we can get out there and start challenging business people on a, on a bigger and bigger level. And I want to add, I work with business owners, but I'd like to add one more business mentoring client because it keeps me fresh for what's going on in business. And if God wills this show to grow enough, I'd like to have somebody help me with all the details because I spend a lot of time doing details. So those are the goals that I said, but I'm going to put them in the form of a letter to myself. 1231.15, Dear Jim, it's incredible this year how much you've accomplished, how you've been able to exercise three days a week. It was it was brave of you to give up gluten for a month, but it really you, you didn't you weren't able to hold out and give up gluten for the whole year. But I applaud you for giving up Mountain Dew for a month. You stretched more, you ate less dessert. Way to go on your physical goals. Your personal goals, Jim, it was it was awesome how you learned to treat your wife and love your wife like Christ loved the church, to give her more words of affirmation and treat her 
Peter with the gentleness of the Spirit. That was great, Jim. I love the fact that you constantly reminded yourself, Jim, about the priorities in your life and keeping them a priority. And that you put that you learned to put parameters around your work day so that you didn't work all the time. And that you watched less TV. That was really, really cool. Jim, I love on your spiritual goals. How you set out to read Romans through Revelation four times, and you did it. And now you know the New Testament better than you've ever known it before. Jim, I love it that you finally learned to be obedient when God wakes you up at 6 o'clock, and that you didn't argue with Him one morning of the year about getting out of bed, and that you continued to disciple people as God brought them in front of you. What an accomplishment that is, and what a privilege it was for you, Jim. And Jim, also, your professional goals, I love the fact that I work for him is now is now a growing venture that we've got all of it paid for and it's starting to spread out all over Tampa Bay and maybe even all out, all over Florida that you've expanded business his way into groups in Tampa, Sarasota and North Pinellas County and that you added another mentoring client to keep yourself fresh on a business basis and that you actually have somebody helping you with I work for him details on a daily basis. Jim, congratulations on a fantastic 2015 way to go. 2016 has so much more to offer. God has so much in store for you. Way to go, 2015. So I ask you, as you write your letter, what's it going to say? Are you willing to be brave enough to put it in writing? Are you willing to be brave enough to share it with somebody? Or, like I just did, thousands of people. Are you willing to go on the carpet and say, this is what God is asking me to do. And, and he's asking me to put it in writing. You know, what, what, all of this stuff drives me to having a deeper relationship with my Heavenly Father. And that's the most important thing. That's the only thing we get to take with us when we die is our relationship with our Heavenly Father. And it's so important that we set goals, but that we seek the Lord in setting those goals. A lot of people are like, well, I want to be rich. Really? What does rich mean? To most rich people, which is 90% of the United States of America, how much is enough? Just a little bit more. It's good to put parameters on your income and say, you know what, once I, we're not going to change our status of living, and once I reach this certain amount of living, everything else we'll just give it away. So we'll just increase our giving as our income grows. Whatever that goal may be for you, more time with the Lord, more time exercising, more time with family, less time in traffic. Yeah, good luck with that in Tampa Bay. Whatever it may be, take the challenge. Take the challenge and spend some time in quiet. And I want to hear about it. I want to get an email from you. I want to get an email from you at jim at iworkforhim.com, jim at iwork, the number four him.com. I want to hear about it. I want to see the letter you've written to yourself about your goals for 2015. It's so good to hold ourselves accountable. It's so easy to say, I made a New Year's resolution, but I'm not telling anybody about it. So if I, don't, if I break it, then nobody will know. Writing a letter to yourself, congratulating yourself on all the goals you set up for 2015. We're not talking about resolutions. Those are ridiculous. And, you know, there, there may be some people out there that said, you know what, my resolution is to give more and eat better. Well, those kinds of resolutions are really fantastic. But the problem with them is they lack specifics. To give more could mean a penny more. And <laughs> to give more could be a penny more. But if that's not what you really meant, say what you meant. If you're given 10%, doesn't mean you want to give 10 and a half. If you're given 1%, doesn't mean you're going to give two. And if you're going to eat better, does that mean you're going to just try to eat 
one piece of vegetable a week better than what you ate before. Be specific. That's what's really important. If you're going to say, I want to spend more time reading my Bible, what does it mean? If I want to spend more time in prayer, what does that mean? Spell it out. Goals have got to be specific. Whether you're in business, you're talking about your, yes, more green veggies. That's right. Ivan says he's going to eat more green veggies. Now, you know that Starburst is not a fruit. And uh, uh, any, okay, so here's the deal. As you're looking at 2015, my challenge to you is to be quiet. And listen to the Lord and ask him, Lord, what is it you want me to do this year? What are some of the goals you'd like me to, to seek out? And you may go, I don't know how to do this on my own. But you, you've been listening to the show. And if you haven't, you can always go back and listen to all the archives, which will very soon be podcasted on the I Work For Him website, IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. There's all kinds of fantastic ministries out there that can help you learn to listen to the Lord. Uh, business His Way. If you're a business owner or a business leader, join a Business His Way group. We teach people each and every day how to listen to the Lord better in their business as a leader or as an owner and leader. C12 is out there for those uh, maybe larger businesses that don't quite fit Business His Way. That businesses where there's 10 to 20 plus employees uh, where you, know, you can give up a day of work a, a month where you can invest in your business seriously. That's another great group. There's Truth at Work. We had CBMC on earlier this year. They're discipling Christian business men and women around the country. But there's also this group called Bible Study Fellowship, BSF. You probably have a friend that says, yeah, I go to BSF on Mondays here in Tampa Bay. What does BSF stand for? Stands for Bible Study Fellowship. Again, there's fantastic groups. There's a group, if you're at the place in your life where you're like, I'm not sure I want to keep working this. I'm in my mid-50s. I maybe want to do something more significant. You need to go to a halftime weekend. Your local church. Get involved in your local church. I don't mean go to church. Because going to church doesn't do anything for you. Get involved in your church. Find a way to serve people. If you want to change your life, start serving people. Obviously, Jesus Christ is at the center of that change. But I'm saying if you really want to experience Christ in your life, start serving people. Stop expecting people to serve you and serve people. The be- As we talked about on Tuesday's show, The Way of the Shepherd, you need to, I mean, serving people, leading people, it costs you everything cost Jesus his life. But was it worth it? I'd like to say so. So let's find a ministry where you can get encouraged. Find an accountability partner. If you are willing to set up these goals, write them down and share them with your spouse if you're married, your kids if your spouse is gone, your mom and your dad if you're still at home with them. And if you're 50, still at home with your mom and dad, put in your goal list. Move out. It'd be a good idea. But really, here's what happens if you ignore God in 2015? What happens if you never ask this question? How hard is God working at trying to get your attention? You know, God won't yell. He's got that still small voice. How hard are you working at hearing his voice? That's the question. And if you ignore God in 2015, you may be very disappointed because you may miss some opportunities that God's put in front of you, but you don't recognize them because you're never quiet. You're never thinking about, wow, what has God got in store for me? I challenge you. Set, take some time. Stop right now. You got the first weekend of the second weekend of the year. Take some time and be quiet. Listen, on the next I Work For Him show, tomorrow night, I've got Jeff Pelletier joining me. 
He is a radio talk show host out of Minneapolis and Omaha and Duluth, Minnesota and Madison, Wisconsin and all over the upper Midwest. And he's got a show called God's Work in Progress. He's a guy just like me up in the upper Midwest. I've got him joining me just to talk about what's going on in other parts of the country. It's unbelievable. I'm very excited about it. I'd like to thank those supporting the broadcast of I Work for Him today. Eric Most with Most Insurance at MostINS.com for auto, home, life, and business insurance. you got to call Eric Most at MostINS.com. Just look them up on the web. I'd also like to thank Luke Andrews and David Cruz with Crossplan Money Management. Online at crossplan.net, crossplan.net. These are two business people I do business with, you should do business with. Thanks to our strategic ministry partners, the Christian Chamber of Commerce Tampa Bay at c3tb.org and Business His Way at businesshisway.us. If you're a business leader or a business owner and you'd like to get involved in a small group study, that will challenge you to look at your workplace as your mission field and then equip you on how to treat that workplace as a mission field, you need to join Business His Way. All right, on our website, you'll find information all about those ministries and those businesses. I work the number for him.com. I work for him.com. Also on the I Work for Him website, you'll find archives, podcasts, guest names, highlighted books. And I'm supposed to say something nice to, about my wife. My wife is incredible. Ivan's reminding me every five minutes to say something nice to my wife. My wife is incredible. Hey, check us out on Facebook. Martha keeps that up to date all the time. There's all kinds of great information out there. Photos of our guests, links to their websites, information we talked about on the shows. Facebook is changing all the time. Hey, but I'd love for you to like us on Facebook. It will help me get more and more advertisers as we get more likes on Facebook. I'd love to have 10,000 likes by the end of 2015. All right, today we've been talking about 2014 in retrospect, and 2015, I'm challenging you to be introspective, to go back, set goals, allow the Lord to influence how you look at 2015 before it's too late. It's eight days in. There's there's 357 days left. Don't wait a day longer. Set some goals. Give some quiet time to yourself and allow the Lord to speak to you about how you should look at 2015. You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him. 